series today that we're going to be starting called Prayers That Move Heaven. Uh, and, and, and we've really uh, coincided this series uh, with 21 days of prayer that is uh, officially starting tomorrow. So, so grab your books and maybe you might need to grab two or three books. There's some more at the back there. But I really wanted to encourage you that, uh, as Denise said, four and a half thousand people are going to be working through this book uh, because we are, we are one church that makes an eight different locations, and, and, and Elam exists to be a center of hope to reach, serve, and influence our world, and, and I believe how we do that, firstly, it starts with prayer, uh, and dedicating these next 21 days for prayer, but I wanted to point out a couple of things, that, uh, that as, we, as you go through your, your books here, that there's space for you to record your thoughts and to pray, it's like a devotional, and even has a little response section in there, so, so please, uh, please grab hold of one today. Grab as many copies as you like. Uh, you could deliver them down your street if you want to. That would be fine. I'll find some more next week. But that would be so good. These, these I believe, I believe we're, we're in a season and maybe heading into a, uh, into a, a longer season where, where we need God more than ever. Our world, our nation, maybe your family, maybe your relationship. You need God more than ever. And today, uh, today is, is, is a great day. I, I've got a message on my heart this morning uh, around this thought uh, of the blessing. One of the great prayers or proclamations in the Word of God called the blessing. But, but before we, we start in that, come on, can we pray right now? Hallelujah. Father, Lord, I thank you for your love and your mercy, your goodness to us, O oh God. And, and, and Lord, we, just, we, we come to you this morning, Father. Come to this place, Lord, to, Lord, to hear from you this morning, O oh God. Lord, Lord, I thank you for every person, every family, Father God, every child, Father God, every elderly person here today. Lord, would you speak to each one, Lord, as individuals and us as a church family, oh God. Lord, we thank you today. We're going to proclaim your goodness. We're going to proclaim your love, what you've done for us over our city and over our lives. So today we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hey, well, there's a few other things that are happening this month. It's, it's a busy month. There are a couple of things I want to let you know uh, about. Is every Friday morning uh, at 6 a.m., that's right, 6 a.m., in our cafe here, we, we've got a bunch of people coming to pray. So I want to invite you to come, if you like, 6 till 7. We'll give you breakfast and, and a flash coffee on your way to work. But, but it's a great, uh, great place to learn how to pray. Uh, and, and maybe you're, a, you're an intercessor, a prayer warrior. Hey, this is, this is for you. We'd love to see you there. So everyone is welcome there every Friday morning at 6am. Uh, and also at the end of our 21 days of prayer uh, on the 28th of February, uh, we're going to be doing one uh, a massive uh, praise party right across all our campuses. Uh, and we're, so we, we're going to be trying something a little bit different here where we're going to live stream into our service at Botany. So, uh, so that will be on that Sunday night at five o'clock uh, here in this place. We're going to come together and celebrate all that God has done through this 28 days of prayer. So mark that in your calendar right now. And lastly, lastly today, is Anointing Sunday, and I, I love Anointing Sunday, and, 
And maybe if you're, you're not quite sure what that is, it's, it, it, it's a time, it's a service where at the end of our service where, where we want to set you up for the rest of the year. And, and what, what it is, we, we invite you to come and, and we're going to anoint people with oil and pray, pray that God would keep you, would guide you, would bless you, would set you apart for this year. It's like a blessing uh, for you and your family. So, so at the end of the service, we're, our service is a little bit different today and we're going to end it a little bit differently. And but I'll let you know when we're going to start praying. And so if you want to grab your children from the programs and come back, we're going to have five or six people praying at the end of the service. We are in for an amazing day. Well, here's, here's the scripture that this morning that, that's been on my heart. And it's an amazing uh, proclamation. And it's found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. And you might, you might recognize this from an incredible song that had come out uh, last year. And, and we're going to play it at the end. Uh, but it says this. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. What's the first thought that comes into your mind when you heard the word blessing or bless? For, for some here, it might be when somebody sneezes, you say, bless you. And, and, and maybe that's the, the most that you know about that. And, and if you didn't know about where that come from, it come from Greg, uh, Pope Gregory. He was called Gregory the Great. Uh, when the, in, in Europe, he was in Rome. When the bubonic plague was, in, was uh, happening around, many, many people were dying and passing away. And Gregory the Pope, or the bishop that time, he came up and, and said, well, well, when you see sneezing as one of those signs, why don't you say, bless you, as like a God, would you do something in their life? So I think every time someone sneezes down the street, in your car, any, on, well, on the bus these days, why don't you say, bless you, yell it out, bless you, you're praying blessings upon them. And, and it was like he was, he was saying, he taught all his followers there to say, say bless you after somebody sneezed, that God would heal it, that that wouldn't end like the thousands of other people. So, so blessing, what pops up in your mind? Is it the whole prosperity money thing? Uh, does, do you, you say, well, God has really blessed them with lots. M- maybe it's uh, someone, one of our yeah, musicians here who can sing incredible or amazing sports person, and, and you might say something like, well, they're blessed with an amazing gift. What is the first thing? That pops up into your mind or to your thoughts when you hear the word blessing or blessed. Do you know that God wants to bless you? Would you receive it if God wanted to bless you? This morning, we're going to unpack this, and we're going to go a little bit deeper this morning. With, and to look at this whole thought of blessing, because, because the blessing that we're, we're reading about today was a proclamation. And some churches uh, have used this as a benediction, uh, this particular verse or this particular scripture, which benny means good, and addiction means pronouncement, like, like pronouncing a blessing over their congregation or blessing over their people. See, see, the truth is that God wants to bless people in countless ways, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, materially. That, that is true. But the, the focus of, of our passage that we're going to look at today is, is about the blessing on people with words. The proclamation of words that blesses people. And some, you, you may know this, uh, this passage is called the priestly blessing. Or for some, uh, some of you scholars here or theologians, you might know this as the Aaronic blessing. Aaronic blessing. 
Uh, and, and it really uh, comes from where God instructs Moses to speak to his brother Aaron, who at the time he was the high priest, and, and his sons with these exact words to be used to bless the nation of Israel. Uh, and it says in Numbers 6, 27, this, uh, that exact thing, that whenever Aaron, this is God speaking, whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, that's God's name, I myself will bless them. God will bless them. See, see the, the, this blessing, this passage is a powerful, powerful proclamation of what God wants to do in your life and in my life today. And, and, and as we look at this, this series of prayers that move heaven, can I encourage you today uh, to take this passage home and pray it over your kids and your family, over your marriage, everything in your life to pray God's blessing over it. Uh, because I just believe that God wants to bless you in all sorts of ways and, and areas. And, and as you unpack this, um, uh, there's, a, there's a research center called the Hebraic Meaning Research Center, which sounds pretty cool. But it's unpacked the significance of, of these words and, and how just maybe the people of this time would have read it. And here's what they said. said, Yahweh, which is another name for God, Yahweh will kneel before you presenting gifts, and he will guard you with a hedge of protection. Wow. Yahweh will illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you, bringing order, and he will beautify you. Yahweh will lift up his wholeness of being, and he will look upon you, and he will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. What an amazing, amazing set of words there for you and for me. And, and the Bible uses several, several different types of words when, uh, when we see blessed or blessing. And, and, and the Hebrew word is for blessed is called barak, uh, which means to praise or to congratulate, to, to salute. And, and we see it first mentioned in Genesis chapter 1 when, uh, when God blessed the the, the creatures, the sea creatures and the, and the birds, telling them to be fruitful and multiply. It was the word he used. And, and God gave a similar uh, uh, blessing to Adam and Eve when they were to exercise dominion over their creation. But, but God is not only uh, the one who pronounces blessings because we, we see that in, in Genesis chapter 24 that Rebecca left her family to become Isaac's wife. And her family prayed this. Her family blessed her by saying, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the gates of the enemy. Another word that is used in, in Hebrew there was called Isha, which means to translate it to be happiness, which, which we see in, in Job used. And it declares that blessed is the man who God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. See, see, this blessing is connected to the knowledge of God uh, that He's at work to direct us in the right path. See, when God, uh, God's chastisement is, is actually a display of His love for you and for me. See, it, it's just like all those parents here right now, parents, when you're thinking of, of your kids, that, that actually is a display of your love when, when you tell, ask your ch children where you discipline them for, for not playing in the middle of the road, that playing in the road is not a good idea. You do that and show them another way because you love them. 
See, Psalm, Psalm has an amazing passage for us in, in Psalm chapter 1, verse 3, and it kind of carries this thing further about the blessing that's upon us and upon you. It says this, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Who knows that's a good thing for a start. <laughs> Blessed is the man or the, or the woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the law, and on his law he meditates day and night. This is what happens, because he will be like a tree planted by streams of living water, which yields fruit in and out of season, and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever he does prospers. In the New Testament, there's another word for blessing, and, and it's called uh, e <laughs> eulogy, which, which you'll, you'll recognize the word that we get from, say, at, at funerals when someone passes away. We give a, a eulogy of that person about, about saying the great things that this person has done on and, and been. And, and, and so the Bible unpacks a whole lot of different scenarios around what it is to be blessed. And, when you bring all of these themes of, of blessing together, uh, all these threads together, God's original design and his creation was for everything he had made and also mankind to what? To experience his prosperity, his peace, his fulfillment. But that design was ruined or wrecked when sin entered the world. See, statements of blessing are like a proclamation. And, and can I encourage you to, to proclaim the goodness of God in your families, that, that proclamation for God to restore, restore his favor on others and his declaration of his inherent goodness. See, the ultimate blessing, the ultimate blessing that God has given us is, is new life. The ultimate blessing that he's given us is, is his forgiveness that comes through faith in his son. See, Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ is the only way. He's the truth and the life. See, the material blessings that maybe we enjoy today are temporary, but spiritual blessings are available to us in Christ Jesus eternally. The psalmist read, said this, Blessed is he whose help is in God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Here's our scripture, number 624. The Lord bless you. And keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. What does it look like? What does it look like to live in the blessing of God? Well, I, I think the first thing is that, that we understand that he will keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. He will guard you with a hedge of protection. Many years ago, my first missionary trip I ever went on to I was in Fiji, and, and we got stuck in the middle of a cyclone, <laughs> Cyclone Kina. Uh, there was quite a few people that had, had died in that storm. It was a crazy storm. We were in the back blocks of one of these little islands, sleeping in a tin shed <laughs> beside a big river. How many people know that being beside a big river in the middle of a storm, especially a cyclone, is probably not the best idea, best place to be in? We, we, were, we were just battening down the hatches and things were hitting the shed and it was just like, I hope this thing stays up all night. And when, we, when it had passed and in the morning we get up to see that the river uh, had changed its course during the night because of the flood, it had carried rocks down the river. And the river should have come straight through our front door and out of our back door. It's kind of like it was coming straight for us. 
But then all of a sudden, it, it had taken a path around the whole village and then carried on. I believe that night that God kept us. He kept us safe. He protected us. See, I believe this. If God has to divert a river for you, he will. If God has to change a situation for you, he will. His promise to you and to your family is that he will keep you and that he will, he will guide you. See, every day I pray this prayer for my family and my friends. I pray this prayer for you and, and for your families. And, and, and I pray that God would keep you and that he would guide you in, in everything that you are facing in this day. See, see, it's amazing to know that we are people who are kept by the hand of the Almighty God. See, there is a myth out there that, that life will always be rosy and smooth and nothing will ever go wrong for you. The reality is that, that nothing we face is a surprise to God. Every battle that comes your way, God, God is not left scratching his head saying, I didn't see that one coming. He's, he's a keeper of you. See, the truth is that God keeps us. He walks with us daily, guiding us and leading us. See, if God has to divert anything or change anything or resolve anything for you, he will. His heart, his proclamation, I want you to take on today that he will keep you. The second thing is this, to live in the blessing and to understand that God, what God is and, and who he is. The second part is this, is that he will be gracious to you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Hebrew, Hebrew there was, he will illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you, bringing order and beautify you. When, when my kids were little, I remember in the summertime being in the pool, you know, and maybe dads or you, you've done this as, as parents, as, as you're in the pool and you're teaching your child to swim, and so they stand on the side and they jump in and you catch them, and they do that a few times, and then you start, after a few times, you start playing a trick on them, right? You, you give them their full attention, you've got your arms up, you're going to catch them, they've got this confidence that you're going to catch them and you're going to grab them, and, and, and this may be just me, dads, but you can, you can but... But I've got confidence now. They're running around, they're just jumping straight in and hoping that I'll catch them. And, and my attention is fully on them. But after a while, I start to play a trick on them and they're ready to jump and we turn like this. And, and they go, and you pick them up from the bottom of the pool. Uh, or, or you just, or you, you just kind of give them a little, you, you look the other way when they're ready to jump and you, you turn and you, and, and, and here's the thing, God will never turn away from you. Can you picture that, that dad in the pool where his full attention is on his child? The confidence that gives the child to jump. The confidence that it, it gives a child to take that step into the unknown, into this water. See, I, I, I want you to understand today that, that in that promise is that God's full attention is upon you. That, that his face shines upon you. Have, you. have you ever thought about having the full attention of the God of creation just for you? He, he's, not, he's not looking at, at you and thinking, well, you know, well, they're a bit of a project. I'm not sure, you know, like turning away. He doesn't think that. He doesn't think, well, gee, they're really messed up. Man, we're just like, he doesn't. God is a loving father. Arms out wide, ready to receive, ready to give you his full attention. 
I want you to know that when the Father is looking at you, when you have his full attention, just the confidence that that should give. The confidence to step out, the confidence to move on, the confidence to take great steps, to be bold for the Lord, the confidence that the face and the Almighty God has for you. His grace is sufficient for you. His grace is undeserved. You don't deserve his grace. I don't deserve his grace, but he gives it anyway because of his great love. The third and final thing is this, is that to live in the blessing of God is to know that he will give you peace. I love my fishing. I love getting out on the boat and every now and again and, and you go out into the Coromandel to the Firth of Thames there or you go a bit further past Waikiki. Absolutely amazing fishing around this part of the country. But when the waves start to get up, the wind starts to blow, the dark clouds come. Get I'm a, I, I love being on the water, I love being in the boat, but I get a little bit nervous when there's 10 metre swells and I'm on my little, little boat going up and down and the wind starts to blow. Fear starts to creep in and, and you lose your peace, right? It's just like you feel unsettled, like what's going to happen here? Are we, able to, are we going to be able to make it back? The Bible says that Jesus was in a boat in that same situation with his disciples. Storm come up, the wind started. The difference was Jesus stood up in response to the fear of the disciples. They were really terrified. Jesus stands up, commands the wind to die down and the seas to be calm. Here's the thing. If you want to know real peace in life, you've got to have Jesus in your boat. If you want to know real what it is to live through peace. See, here's the thing, that Jesus was still in the middle of the storm just like the disciples but he was able to walk through with them to show them that if they placed their trust in him, that even the wind and the waves would bow and obey to the name of Jesus. See, when we fully trust Jesus, when we fully give him our lives and our places of hope, even in the middle of the storm, he can bring perfect peace because he is the Prince of Peace. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Why don't you close your eyes right now? Almighty God, Lord, I pray for every person that is, hasn't got peace today, Lord God. Father, it feels like they're in the middle of a storm and, and Lord, they, they, they need you to to almost like stand in their boat and command things to calm down and to die down. So Father, I pray today, Lord, I, I, I proclaim the blessing of Scripture upon each heart and each life today, Lord, that you would keep people, that you would be gracious to them, O oh God, that you would pour out your peace upon every situation in every life. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, as each one looks at this year, oh God, Lord, I pray today, Lord, for, for that proclamation of good news, the proclamation of a blessing that you ordained and gave to your people, Father. So, Lord, I pray, well, for every heart to receive, Father, for every heart to understand in Jesus' mighty name. That's why every heart is 
eyes closed and every head is bowed. And in a few minutes, we're going to move on and to the rest of our service and start praying for, for people. We'll close shortly. But, but before we do that, I, I, that, one of the greatest things is knowing Jesus. And maybe you might say, Daryl, I, I don't have peace. I've done so much stuff. His grace was not enough for me. Can I say that Jesus came? to take your sin, to take your debt, to pay the price for, of, of the stuff that you've done for your past, that you may know freedom from your past, healing for today and hope for tomorrow. And, and this morning, maybe you're here and every eye is closed and every head is bent. All I'm going to do, if you want to say yes to Jesus right now, if you want to make a, a statement, if you want to proclaim today that this year is going to be different to last year and, and you want to say yes to Jesus, this is all I want you to do. Just I'm going to pray a real simple prayer and silently in your heart. Why don't you pray this after me? Pray, pray this. Pray, dear God, today I choose to follow you. I give you my life. Thank you for forgiving me of my sin. That stuff that separates me from you. I believe now that you have forgiven me and I can spend eternity with you. So Lord, today I step over a line and I give my life to you. I say, yes, Jesus. Maybe you just prayed that prayer and every eye is closed, every head is bowed. And I'm not going to embarrass anybody right now, but if you just said yes to Jesus, that's the greatest, one of the greatest decisions you could ever make, saying yes to Jesus. Your future has changed right now. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. And on three, just simply lift your hands and yes is a faith statement and put your hand down. On three, lift your hand. One, two, three, lift your hand. See those hands there. See those hands to my left. Anyone else want to say yes to Jesus today? Yeah, see that hand over there. Hello, you can put your hands down there. Praise the Lord. Father, today we thank you for changed hearts and changed lives. Father, we thank you for your great sacrifice for us that we may know you, Father God, in our lives. So Father, we glorify your name and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, everyone.